Journey to Pascha, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. While we are all currently experiencing testing times with the COVID-19 virus and all aspects of our lives have been affected, even our liturgical life, we're taking this opportunity to make the most of the social isolation by producing this podcast series. We pray that it assists us all to turn to God with self-reflection, deeper spiritual reading, more intense prayer, and most importantly, repentance. This is The Journey to Pascha. Lives of Our Saints The Hyomata Basil, Presbyter of Ankira Under Emperor Constantius, Basil endured and suffered much at the hands of the Arians. He was renowned as a great zealot of orthodoxy and a true shepherd of his entrusted flock in Ankira. When Julian the Apostate ascended the throne, he began to persecute Christians. Because Basil openly condemned this new evil and strengthened his people in the faith, he was cast into prison. When Emperor Julian came to Ankira, Basil was brought before him. The Emperor tried to persuade Basil to abandon his faith in Christ, promising him honours and riches. Basil answered the Emperor, I believe in my Christ, whom you denied and who gave you this earthly kingdom. But that will be taken away from you shortly. Have you no shame before the sacred altar under which you were saved when they sought to kill you as an eight-year-old child? Therefore, this temporary kingdom will be taken from you shortly, and your body will not be buried after your soul has been violently wrested from you in bitter pains. Julian became enraged and ordered that seven strips of skin be peeled from Basil's body every day. The tormentors did this for several days. When Basil appeared again before the emperor, he peeled off a strip of his own skin and threw it into Julian's face and crying out to him, he said, Take it, Julian, and eat if this kind of food is sweet to you. But for me, Christ is life. This incident was proclaimed throughout the towns, and the emperor out of shame secretly departed from Ankira to Antioch. They continued to torture Basil with red-hot irons until he gave up his soul to God, for whom he suffered in the year 363 AD. Saint Drosida Drosida was the daughter of Emperor Trajan. She was captured with five other women at night while they were gathering the bodies of the tortured martyrs of Christ. For this, she was severely disfigured by the emperor. The five other women were horribly tortured, and in the end they were thrown into a vat of molten copper, where they gave up their souls to their lord. Drosida remained under the strict guard of the emperor. She escaped from the palace and baptized herself in a river. After eight days, she gave up her soul to God. The Venerable Martyr of Thymus 
Ephthymios was born in the village of Demitsana in the Peloponnese. As a child, he lived as a Christian, but later he went to Romania where he gave himself over to a life of great debauchery. In this debauchery, an evil spirit led him to become a Muslim. As soon as he did that, Ephthymios began to repent bitterly. He returned to the Christian faith and was tonsured a monk on the holy mountain. After several years spent in strict fasting and prayer, he decided to die for Christ. With the blessing of his spiritual father, he travelled to Constantinople, where he somehow succeeded in coming before the Grand Vizier. Ephthymios crossed himself, praised Christ, and insulted Muhammad in the presence of the Vizier. After prolonged torture, he was sentenced to death and beheaded on Palm Sunday, March the 22nd, in 1814. Many miraculous healings of the sick occurred over his relics. His honourable head is preserved in the Russian monastery of St. Pandelemon on the Holy Mountain. And so, this 20-year-old youth first died to Christ and then died for Christ. Our Daily Bread Orthodox Scripture Readings to Nourish the Soul The Epistle reading on the third Sunday of Great Lent is from St. Paul's letter to the Hebrews, chapter 4, verses 14 to 16, and chapter 5, verses 1 to 6. Brethren, since we have a high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we have not a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God, to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward, since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is bound to offer sacrifice for his own sins as well as for those of the people. And one does not take the honour upon himself, but he is called by God just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, Thou art my son, today I have begotten thee. As he says also in another place, Thou art a priest forever, after the order of Melchizedek. The themes arising in this epistle reading are central to our Orthodox Christian faith. The first theme is that Christ truly became human and took on the fallen human nature. St. Paul writes that Christ was in every respect tempted as we are, yet without sin. This helps to remind us that even though we are tempted, we can take comfort that Christ has already provided us with an example with which we can and should strive to emulate. Whilst Christ is the only one without sin, we are called to refer to Christ's example, not only for solace or encouragement, but so that with faith and courage we can strive to imitate him, and by his grace to become human, that is to become what God is by nature. 
The epistle also presents us with the theme of Christ, the great high priest, as foreshadowed by Melchizedek. When Moses received the law from God on Mount Sinai, he also received many commandments for the performance of the role of high priest, which can be found in the book of Leviticus. These laws in the Old Testament foreshadow and point the way towards Christ, who performs the high priest's role in his ministry. In this epistle, we are reminded that Christ instructed the people to approach God in a way the priests during his earthly ministry did not. Christ sacrificed himself instead of the unblemished animals sacrificed in the temple, and he showed mercy and compassion, while the priests emphasised rigidity and adherence to the letter of the law rather than the spirit of the law. The final theme explored in this epistle is the calling that a person receives from God. It was Christ's calling to be high priest, in the same way that Aaron was called directly by God to that role. In this way, we are called to be attentive to the voice of God, which speaks through our conscience and through our spiritual father. It is God's voice that instructs us how best to serve God in everyday life. Therefore, rather than seeking to impose our human desires and our will upon the will of God, like Christ, we are called to recognise and follow his lead when he said, not as I will, but as you will. Today's reading is from the Gospel of St. Mark, chapter 8, verses 34 to 38, and chapter 9, verse 1. The Lord said, If anyone wishes to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake and the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God come with power. On this Sunday, the Sunday of the veneration of the cross, our church raises the most holy wood of the cross before us. This event is so relevant for these trying times which we are experiencing as individuals, as families, and as communities. Our church places the cross before us to venerate and to raise it as a symbol, as a paramount teaching, so that we can be reminded that whatever we may suffer, even as we are struck by trials, that we have an obligation to continue the road which will bring us to the joy of the resurrection.
God allows trials, such as this present pandemic, so that we may be challenged, and so that the passion for virtue and of our dedication to Him may be ignited inside us. As St. Isaac the Syrian says, trials benefit every person. All are put to the test for different reasons, so that the wealth of virtues can multiply inside those who struggle, so that those who are languishing may be protected from the harmful attacks which they are experiencing, so that those who slumber may awaken, and so that the sons of God will possess the courage to enter the house of their father. Glory to the Lord, who through bitter and astringent medicines grants us the joy of our health. Brothers and sisters, you understand very well that we live in times of spiritual darkness. Nowadays, people mock virtue and those who struggle to acquire it. However, our God, who is supremely good, continues to be active in our lives and to grant us trials and afflictions. We need to have trust in Him. In the Evrietinos, we read, When a potter is making clay jars, he knows how long he needs to leave them in the kiln. For if they are not placed in the fire long enough and are not fired properly, they cannot be utilized by people. Neither does he leave them in the kiln for too long, because if they are burnt, they are destroyed. Nor does he remove them from the fire too soon, because in this instance also they become useless. So if God gave mankind the necessary knowledge required to manage such trivial matters, is it likely that he who gives every kind of wisdom and discretion does not know how much testing is required of a soul which desires to please him, to become worthy of the kingdom of heaven? Without the cross of our Lord, every trial and every sickness would be a stumbling block. All the unpleasant things which happen in our lives would have no meaning. However, with the cross of our Lord, every illness, every suffering, every effort and every sacrifice becomes a means of achieving sainthood and opportunities to come in touch with heaven and the eternity of our Lord and God. We will be tested in order to become worthy of the love and mercy of God. And of course, God grants us his mercy and his grace in abundance. However, he also gave us the power of reason. So let us take care to note the public health measures which are advertised and to be careful in our movements and in our contact with one another. Let us increase our own personal study of the Word of God, of the teachings of the Holy Fathers, and to carefully observe the services of our Orthodox Church for the remainder of Great Lent, to the extent that we are permitted. Above all, let us not forget to frequently utilize the all-powerful weapon of prayer to the highest, to call upon the intercessions of our champion and general, the Mother of God, together with the mediation of all our saints, so that the Lord may deliver us from this present plague of the coronavirus. Stay strong and may God be with us, the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. hope that you've enjoyed this edition of the journey to pascha brought to you by the greek orthodox christian society of the greek orthodox archdiocese of australia 
For more spiritually enriching material, please visit lychnos.org where you can find more Orthodox talks, articles and podcasts to help you on your journey through Lent as we head towards the resurrection of our Lord. Thank you.